It is kind of nice how everything's come a little full circle to get that snare drum back. Snare drum time means uh, gopher preview review edition time of Minnesota Sports Chat. The soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat, if only in my own mind. Apologies out of the gate. I got a little bit of a frog in my throat. This is edition number 132. And we welcome in Mr. Daniel House at Daniel House NFL on the Twitter machine. He is Mr. Gophers Guru himself. GophersGuru.com for everything you need to know and more about Gopher football, basketball, and other features as well. Daniel, how you feeling after the Gophers absolutely just demolished Michigan State in East Lansing this past weekend? I tell you what, this team is so much fun to cover because every week there's something new to write about. Like as a football analyst, I get the chance to write some really cool things. And also, I just believe it's fun watching this team play. They're connected, play hard, fundamentally sound, winning the line of scrimmage, going into Michigan State and doing what they did up front. The pocket was clean. Tanner played one of his the best games of his career. The receivers stepped up. I thought Daniel Jackson had a great game. Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts have been running the ball well. And, of course, the defense is playing at a very high level, communicating uh, three takeaways in the game, which was exciting to see to, to, you know, set up some opportunities for the offense, too. So, you know, that that's always a good thing. Should we be surprised by how thoroughly dominant the Gophers were? I went into that game thinking – If the Gophers ended up winning comfortably, and I think we talked about this on the podcast, maybe not specifically, but I kind of alluded to it, I didn't see the Gophers winning comfortably, and in my head, if they did, comfortably to me would have been like 10 to 14 points. I thought it was going to be a 27-20 game. I knew Michigan State had issues defensively, and it turns out they had a lot more issues than I think I even knew about. But I still expected the Gophers to be challenged more, and they just weren't, and they haven't. And I'm not even convinced they'll be challenged all that much this Saturday against Purdue, and we'll get there. But should we be surprised? It was, I mean, it wasn't seemingly that easy against Michigan State. It was that easy. Michigan State gave you one drive where they attempted to get back into the football game, and they fumbled inside their own 10-yard line heading towards the end zone. That was it until late in the game. It was an outstanding game. Execution was wonderful. Schemes were outstanding on both sides of the ball. I wrote about it this week, some of the offensive wrinkles that the Gophers used to get some numbers advantages in the run game, and then also the things that they did alignment-wise to set up some opportunities through the air, too. I just love seeing Tanner play at such a high level. You know, the the confidence he has right now within this offensive scheme and being able to check in and out of stuff and him and Chirac are on the same page, which it's it, when you get to that point where the quarterback and the OC are in lockstep, that's when you can do really good things offensively. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, playing a lot of zone in that game, uh, disguising a bit, doing some things with the front, sending a sim pressure that led to a sack. Uh, you know, the Gophers just play very fundamentally sound defense and they swarm to the football. They tackle well. They're one of the best tackling teams in America right now. And you look at the data, 
Uh, just every single efficiency metric on both sides of the ball is outstanding right now. To see them go on the road and play a Big Ten team and dominate like that, it just shows you where the program's at from a roster development perspective and some of the recruiting gains that they've had in recent years. It it all comes back to player development, Ross. Maybe you know the recruiting rankings, I, I think people get too caught up in those where it's like, how do you develop talent? Do you identify the right players to fit your system? and get them in a position where you're contributing, you have depth, and you can rotate. And you're seeing that right now with this Gopher football team. There's a lot of young guys that still haven't even played that much that will be part of the future. Question for you, and I'll weigh in here as well, but I'll let you go first. This comes from at Bacchus Blair on the Twitter machine, Sports Junkie. Loving this team. QB looks great. Running backs look great. What is our team's biggest weakness right now? Daniel House, are the Gophers a team without a weakness? What would their weakness be, Daniel House? Yeah, I, I, you look at the roster. This is the best defensive depth that they've had. I, I don't have any real question marks on that side of the ball. I would like to see possibly in the, the defensive tackle spot, how they hold up against some of these physical teams running the football here. Uh, obviously this week won't be the case, but you know, there'll be some games that test them down the stretch a bit, but I also know that they play with good fundamentals. I mean, maybe that's what it is, but you know, the receivers, can they continue what they're doing? I feel very confident about that. Honestly, Ross, I like the offensive system having to spread the ball around a bit more. It, It makes it tougher for teams to defend you because you're adding certain wrinkles. You're lining people up in different spots. You're maximizing different skill sets and, Daniel Jackson played a great game. I thought he ran good routes. He attacked the football. He's got yards after the catch ability. Uh, Dalen Wright made a couple of plays on those crossing routes. Uh, it's just that they have a lot of different options. Brevin spanned Ford, who flashed as well. So it's like being able to spread that ball around has been huge. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the tackles. It, it really is tough right now. I think to say that this team... They have weaknesses. Every team does. But to really identify what the crucial weaknesses are, they probably need to lose a game or two, and I'm not advocating for that. I think it would be a ton of fun if they went into Iowa and Wisconsin at 9-1 and or 10-0. and Okay, so I'm not advocating for that. But right now you're, you're trying to pick basically between four Picassos, and, it, and it's difficult. It's if, I had, if I had to find something offensively, House, I guess I would say the tight ends from the standpoint of I don't think we still know who the number one tight end is. We've seen three guys get catches in meaningful time. It is span four. Don't get me wrong. But so I guess I said we don't know. We do know. But is he giving you the production that you want? I don't know if he is yet, but I just don't know if he's getting the looks because they've been dominating offensively. So it's really even tough for me to say that. But if I had to identify one thing, not the defensive tackles, I guess I would say the tight ends. But I'll be honest, I'm really nitpicking here. Yeah, I I honestly had a tough time coming up with an an option to pick. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it shows you exactly where the roster is at. And it's credit to how they built it, recruited and develop players. That's the key. The Gopher program, this group of coaches, does an outstanding job of developing talent. And you're seeing it a lot with Kirk Sharaka back now on the offensive side of the ball. What a difference uh, 
that can make. You know what the weakness is, and it has nothing to do with the team on the field? It is the uh, crew getting you in the stadium on a Saturday. That is that is the weakness. You can get there a half an hour before kickoff or five minutes before kickoff, and you'll get in at right about the same time. Even the no bag line moves slow, Daniel House. See, I, I get there so yeah, early. You're Ross. there before the – see, I do too, but I'm at the bars. That's the difference okay. between you and I. You know, okay. you're grinding, you're always grinding, you're working. I'm just drinking before first kick at – Huntington Bank Stadium. Uh, Here's one for you. I heard Mark Coyle this morning on the Good Neighbor WCCO. Give them a little credit. Hat tip on this one. Mark Coyle was talking about the new scoreboard that's going in. I was not able to understand where it's going in. Is it replacing the old one? Do you have any idea what's happening with this? My understanding is it's a brand new scoreboard. Uh, that it's, I believe it's the original scoreboard that they currently have right now. So they want to upgrade that because it's getting old and have some new technology there where they can, can make an upgrade. Could they also upgrade the smaller one in the student end? Cause that yeah, I one, don't know if that counts in there. I, I don't know. That one, I'll be honest, again, kind of nitpicking. That one's kind of been pointless since day one. Unless you're on that end of the field... You really can't see anything meaningful on the smaller. I don't want. That's not even a scoreboard. That's like a replay board. It's like they need that one, like the Jacksonville Jaguars have. Yes, you know that one right on the top that yep. stretches across. You know, so that I, seems to be the new wave. I would say, take the old technology, move it to the other corner by the student section, and put your fandangled new one in the open end. That's just my. That's my recommendation. Ross solutions. Okay, tell me about this really banged-up Purdue squad and what type of challenges they may or may not present the Golden Gophers on Saturday. We talked uh, before the pod. We're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. I think the Gophers right about 12-point favorites. I think I would take them to cover that no matter who the quarterback is. But at some point, Daniel House, they're going to go into the fourth quarter with a game. Is it going to be Purdue on Saturday? I don't know. Could it be Purdue on Saturday? Again, I don't know. But tell me about him. Yeah, Purdue's really beat up. I actually just saw the tweet right now. Uh, some key players out, Jalen Graham, hybrid safety linebacker, running back King Doru, wide receiver Brock Thompson, their starting right tackle Cam Craig just got ruled out. And Reese Taylor, cornerback, who I wrote a lot about in my preview, he's a game-time decision, and that's one to watch because Jamari Brown, a cornerback, is a matchup I think Minnesota can exploit, and they did last year. When it comes to quarterback Aiden O'Connell, he's a game-time decision for Saturday's game. And based upon what Purdue fans are saying, when Jeff Brown usually goes with the game-time decision label, it's generally not a good sign most of the time that they're not going to play. So uh, Austin Burton is probably going to get the start. And what I wrote about today was the difference in the offensive scheme. I mean, obviously they're going to go sideline to sideline, make you defend every inch, but Aiden O'Connell's average depth of target is 10 yards. Last week, Burton's was five yards. So half of what Aiden O'Connell typically does relied a lot more in the screen game, the quick game, and also ran the football a little bit more. So People will say, you know, coach speak will say there won't be any difference between the two, but I think there will be a lot more quick passing underneath stuff, uh, easier reads, moving the pocket uh, for Burton if he gets the start. So watch those two, Reese Taylor, the cornerback, and Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback.
I think Purdue, no matter who starts, will find some points. I'd be shocked if they didn't score more than what Michigan State scored. But can Purdue do enough defensively to stop the Gophers offensively? Because right now, again, not trying to say it's a team without a weakness, but right now the evidence certainly shows there might not be much of them. It's kind of pick your poison when you're taking on the Gophers. You can stack the box and try and stop Mo and Potts and and Bryce. You can try and do that. Or you can try and lay back and play coverage, and I think you're going to get burned either way. So what what can Purdue try and do to slow down Minnesota offensively? And in your opinion, do they even have enough to do that? The multidimensional aspect of Minnesota's offense is the difference this year where, like you said, you want to put a defender in the box and try to stop the run. Then the receivers are able to get separation downfield and you take some shots, running some crossers and things like that. But, you know, you look at Purdue's scheme, they mix in a little more man coverage. And Kirk Scirocco was also talking about that, you know, jamming and pressing, especially on the boundary side. So when that happens, maybe there's some more stack sets, bunch stuff, motion, uh, setting up leverage for your receivers. Those are some wrinkles that I could see being added in. I wrote about that in the preview. There's two separate previews out on the website, one on the defense, one on the offense. So uh, basically wrote about every angle of the game. And I think you know, you look at their receivers, Ross, Charlie Jones is the second most targeted receiver in the Big Ten right now, has made a lot of plays, one of the top players in yards per route run in the country right now. But you see his statistical output and what the other receivers do in yards per route run against man coverage and even against zone coverage, their receivers are not doing a particularly great job of getting separation. And it was even more apparent while watching the Penn State game. They had a lot of trouble against man coverage, except Charlie Jones. He's obviously the outlier. But that's something to watch throughout this game. Purdue's wide receivers against Minnesota secondary. I think Rossi will do some things schematically to you know take away charlie jones but i also think that like the talent of minnesota's cornerback room terrell smith is playing at an extremely high level right now has made huge strides and justin wally we already know he's one of the top cornerbacks in the country last year as a freshman so seeing those two be you know the the big alpha corners that you need uh, that that's definitely going to help you in games like this where brahm wants to spread you out and and throw the ball all over the yard before we take a, a quick uh, look around the Big Ten and get out of here, again, these uh, review preview editions are meant to be snackable, kind of short, get you pumped up for the game, maybe even listen on your way down to Huntington Bank Stadium on a Saturday morning. Can you walk me through the anatomy of the, I don't even know the, the correct definition of it, the tunnel screen, the bubble screen, that wide receiver screen that the Gophers seemingly run so well that oftentimes looks like it's going to be blown up at the line of scrimmage, but turns into 10, 15, 20 yards, a touchdown. Can you walk me through the anatomy of that play and why they have had so much success with it going back to the 2019 season where the Gophers went on to win the Outback Bowl and finish nationally ranked? Here's what I'll say about that play. You have to have an offensive line that's very athletic to be able to get out the right depth, be able to move with the quickness needed to get out, and set that up and also you have to kind of do it in sync and in a way that maybe the defense doesn't know until the last minute you're going to run the tunnel screen so you're kind of trying to disguise it in a sense but also have the timing correct and the depths of the offensive line correct as well and then you have the element where the receivers have to block well 
on the perimeter. So you saw that one to Daniel Jackson in the Michigan State game blocked up extremely well. And the athleticism of this offensive line, I think, allows you to even do a better job with those type of plays because they're quick and able to get downfield. You got someone like John Michael Schmitz, who that's one of the calling cards of his you know, skill set is the ability to, to get downfield and Ariante Ursary and other players like that. So, you know, being able to maximize the talent of your offensive line through the screen game is great. And then generating yards after the catch. We know Gophers last year were dead last in the power five and yards after the catch. It's been a huge improvement in that area on top of also having the explosive play hits where it's like you throw downfield touchdown. You don't need yards after the catch. It's just those instant hits that you got to have uh, from time to time paired up with that yards after the catch. So I believe Ross really the screen game, it, it hasn't even been fully maximized yet. There are some things that they can do to add in some other types of screens that might fit their skill set uh, of players real well. Speaking of our guy, Daniel Jackson, I'll play this just because I can, courtesy of our friends at Big Ten Network. Morgan down the sideline toward the end zone, and it is caught. Daniel Jackson, touchdown Minnesota. Okay, so I lied. One more quick question for you. Off the top of my head, that was Daniel Jackson's best game as a gopher, correct? Is there another game that I'm not thinking of? I would say this one's the best one of his career. And, you know, you got to remember that he slowly kind of eased along. You had that COVID year in there, which I think hurt a lot of people's development. He just had those consistency detail things, maybe an injury here, there, you know, that sort of hurt your ability to to develop chemistry and also master the techniques. So this offseason was huge for him. Then he had the injury right before his season started, but now comes back and shows that you know, he can he gets open. He runs really good routes. The releases packages that he had in that game, the one in the red zone was a brilliant route, being able to circle back to the ball and make the catch in the end zone. And then Tanner being able to time that with anticipation and get it to the right spot. Like Tanner is throwing with such great anticipation and accuracy precision accuracy the the those are the traits anticipation is tanner morgan's best trade along with touch being able to throw with great touch and ball placement downfield especially on those red zone throws and those vertical fade routes which you saw in 2019 uh, he's doing things at a very high level right now his confidence is sky high and i can't wait to see this matchup because i think this is another one where you're going to come out and try to throw the ball over the yard if they're going to play man coverage and put a defender in the box. So we know Purdue is at Huntington Bank Stadium to take on the Gophers this Saturday. Here are your other Big Ten matchups. Michigan at Iowa, Illinois at Wisconsin, Rutgers at Ohio State, Northwestern at Penn State, Michigan State at Maryland, and Indiana at Nebraska. Not a lot of sexy matchups as far as rivalries go, Daniel, Mm -hmm. but there are some good matchups in here. I'm interested to see if Iowa can hang with Michigan. I think they can solely because they can play some defense, but by hanging, I still think Michigan probably wins that game. Takeaway will be the key in that game, Ross. If Iowa can get a defensive score, maybe a special team score, that's what it will take to pull something off like that. Brett Bielema returns to Madison. That's a little Mm -hmm. juicy, and I think Brett could win that game. I I told you last week, I think Illinois might not win the West, but they're certainly going to be a factor into who wins the West. And at this point, again, with the evidence that we've seen, I don't know if you can definitively say they won't win the West at this point. 
Well, you look at Ryan Walters, their defensive coordinator. I think he's one of the better young defensive coordinators in college football. Will definitely be a head coach candidate at the end of the season. They play a lot of man coverage. It's going to test Wisconsin's receivers. I don't feel 100% confident that that group has, has a lot of depth and dynamic playmaking ability. So watch that matchup of Illinois secondary versus Wisconsin's receivers. And then, you know, you know what Brett Bielema is going to try to do in this game. Get off to a quick start, take the football, run it, control the clock, uh, pound the rock, control the clock, which is our which is our new uh, phrase. But, yeah, I'm interested in that matchup. How do we go with that again? Pound the rock, control the clock, or do we do it the other way? Pound the rock, control the Pound clock. the rock, control the, the clock. Uh, what else stands out to you either Big Ten-wise or across the country? Well, Michigan State at Maryland as well. You know, Michigan State has to win this game. It's a must win now. I felt like for bowl eligibility purposes, when you look at Michigan State's schedule, I thought they had to win that game against Minnesota to feel really good about bowl eligibility. Now you're going on the road at Maryland, a physical rushing attack, a Taulia, Tungavailoa. He makes some mistakes, but also can navigate the pocket and make some throws that you're going, hey, that's pretty impressive. It's like all those catastrophic mistakes that, occur and I look at Maryland's receivers they got a great group of dynamic receivers at depth the depth is Rakeem Jarrett and Jay Sean Jones and uh Dante Demas like that is a huge mismatch against that secondary uh, I could see Maryland winning that game and Michigan State uh, digging themselves in a monster hole. Well, and I think it goes without saying, uh, for Gophers fans, any team that you beat this year, you should automatically be turning around and cheering for, for the most part, just because it helps your strength. The schedule can help you with a lot of different things as you near season's end. Daniel, as we start to wrap this up, I don't know why I called you Daniel there. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Housey. Housey. Daniel House, as we start to wrap this up. Tell us what can people find at gophersguru.com. And I implore people to please uh, please be checking it out. Obviously, I'm biased, but I just don't think you'll find anything close to it in this market or around the country. There's a reason why you're showing up on Sirius Radio and other media markets in between. What are people going to find at gophersguru.com? You'll find a lot of uh, deep dive content this week went into detail on the Gophers offense, diving into some of the sequences that were key, the the subtle tweaks that Minnesota's making offensively that uh, have made a huge difference uh, and tie into a lot of the success that they've had. So I dove into that and then two detailed previews on the game against Purdue matchups to watch some interesting trends that both teams have, some strengths and weaknesses that match up and some of the things that you should just watch for during the game. So head over to the site, a blend of football instincts, some advanced stats, lots of study went into building this week's uh, previews, like always, so check it out. You know what people will also find there? This podcast posted at gophersguru.com. That's what they'll find. Uh, Daniel, Housey, Daniel, it's always good to talk with you. Hopefully next week. Next week we will review a Gophers victory over Purdue and preview the bye week. Bye right? week That's what right we'll do. Bye week always comes at the right time for media, man. We Did always, no matter what, it's like that cliche. It, it always does for the media too. Well, you know what we can do? We can preview my trip to Ames. I'm going to go watch Kansas State at Iowa State on the at, during the Gopher bye week. So we can preview that. Sound okay. fair? That sounds good to me. All right, do your homework on Iowa State and Kansas State. And go Jayhawks this weekend, by the way. Keep going, Jayhawks. 
Thanks. Lance Leopold's not going to Nebraska. They're going to do everything they can to keep him. They spot. should. They should. Housey, thank you. Thanks. It's Daniel House from GophersGuru.com. Find him on the Twitter machine at Daniel House NFL. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening to this 132nd edition of Minnesota Sports Chat, the Gophers Review and Preview Edition with my good buddy Daniel House from GophersGuru.com. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. Please, 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 pretty please with a cherry on top, rate and review kindly.